0: Hello everybody and welcome back to The Local Feed Show. My name is Akila, and our guest today is Zoe Zara. Zoe is a mental health and a disabilities advocate on a mission to change society's perception on people with disabilities and mental health. In 2017, Zoe was involved in a tragic car accident after a very fateful night and suffered a spinal cord injury and a disability that she has to live for the rest of her life. She now facilitates a support group for physical and mental disabilities. We are really honored to have her share her experience through this emotional episode as we converse about the tragic incident and how she picked herself back up one day at a time. In this episode, we talked about Why we shouldn't sympathise, but rather understand and empower people with disability. Why people with disabilities are not less able than people without disabilities. How we can help and change the perception of mental health and disabilities as a society. How mental health plays a role in recovery and why we need to talk about mental health more. And the importance of being kind to one another, no matter who we are. Before we get to this warm, heartfelt experience about her life, if you want to support us, there are a few ways you can do so. Share an episode with your friends and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and iTunes. So, without further ado, remember, be bold and stay inspired. Here is Zoe Zara.
1: really appreciate it, we really appreciate it and it's such an honour to have you here you are such a strong woman.
2: Thank you so much for inviting me over.
1: I've seen you, I've seen your Instagram read your stories, you know, you, you are spreading so much love and positivity for oneself and I'm so honoured, I really am so happy to be sitting here talking to you, so thank you.
2: No problem.
1: Uh, okay Zoe, I really want to know this okay, Um hey, I hope you don't mind me asking but how old are you? I'm 22 years old. You're 22. And let's let's just go back to, you know, um, how things escalated and stuff like that. So two years ago, you met with an accident, right? Yes. And at two years ago, you were literally 20.
2: Yes, I was 20 years old. And my life just, like, stopped and changed in literally a split of a second. Okay. All right. Do you mind
1: sharing a little bit about... You know how did that happen? Like the accident. At your age, I mean, at twenty, we were young. We we, we probably, you know, our life was just you had that YOLO mindset. You know, you only live one mind uh, once mindset, and probably a lot of partying and stuff like that. So, and then the accident happened, and then you just completely just.
2: Yes, I was literally living a perfect example of a millennial. Okay. So, I I was. You know, prior to my accident, I was modeling, I was an athlete, I was a brand endorser. So I was promoting for brands, it like brands and fashion and fitness. So everything was related to me being fit and active. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that I met with an accident just changed everything for me because I was literally, I loved being active. I When I mean active, I mean I love jumping. Yeah. I mean that's how that's how active I loved being. Yep. So being constricted to one hospital bed, just changed everything for me. Like not being able to move is yeah. is something I I can't even begin explaining how haunting it is. Okay, yeah, it's it's it's
1: scary. I'm like really yeah, scared it's a because bit scary. it was not because okay. you
2: end up reaching a very dark place because. Yep, my life changed and then suddenly I just I didn't know how to explain what I was feeling to anybody Mm -hmm. I couldn't no one would even understand what it is like so mentally I was very affected okay
1: we'll touch on that a bit more uh, a bit later but you you met with an accident and how did that even happen like what were you doing prior to that accident if you don't mind
2: Prior to my yeah, accident, yeah, like uh,
1: you, so it was a car accident, it was, a, was it? Yes, it was a car accident, okay. And and someone you knew was driving,
2: no, it was a uh, friend's friend. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I got into a car actually. I don't remember anything, anything at all, it's just like a blank feeling. Okay. There's so many days and nights that you know, I just want to try to remember what really happened and. What was the crash like? Yeah. But as far as from the people I have heard, I got into a car and two minutes in the car, we hit a tree head on and okay. I flew from the back seat up onto the wi- windshield. Yeah. Okay. And I cut my head open and I broke my spinal cord. So, my level of injury was extremely high. It was my neck. Okay. So, everything below my neck, I was paralyzed. But I had no idea I was paralyzed for a whole month. Okay. Because I was completely unconscious. Okay, so... So, and the funny part is, nobody in the car even got, like, a scratch. Okay. And I just... I it, Mine was so severe that... Sometimes people don't even believe that's what really happened, you know. Because okay. I crashed, and everybody was okay, but suddenly my life just changed, and everybody moves ahead. Okay, and everyone was
1: okay, but you yeah. were the one. Have you ever questioned that? Like you know, like have you ever questioned like why you, why happened to the? I
2: questioned it every single night for six, seven months. Okay. I questioned myself. I, I. I I would keep asking my parents, why me? Like, you know, I was a good person. I didn't do anything wrong to anybody. But that's when I realized, like, after six months of, like, torturing myself with that question, I realized that, you know, why not me? Okay. Because, I mean, nobody deserves to go through what I did, but it was unfortunate that it happened. Mm-hmm. But it can happen to anybody, you know? Life just can change. So... We really have to be careful and conscious about what we do every day, because you never know what can happen to you. Okay. So it can happen to anybody. So. Yeah. So we, did you have that mindset before the accident? No, like
1: I didn't. You're like just living your.
2: I was, I was living my life, but I was not so positive. I was not so grateful. Okay. So after going through something like this, you start appreciating. Even the smallest things. Okay. So after my accident, I was surrounded in the same four walls, right? Yeah. So when I saw, like, light and I saw the sun, I was so happy because, you know, I could see the sun or I could be out in the open. Yeah. So it's very little things that you get so excited about. If I can go one hour straight with being able to speak... I'm very grateful for that, wow, okay. because I couldn't speak for months, okay yeah, well, it's tough, but it it's the fact that you know it, i I wouldn't say you know, I just one day decided to be very strong. It takes months and nights of like torture and like me breaking my head over so many you know thoughts, but now, I'm finally seeing the positive side of what I can do. Mm-hmm. And it took you two years, huh, to say this? It took me two years. Okay. And it's terrible. But I just want to remind everyone that, you know, no matter how bad it is, it can get better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, I, I met with an accident. And when they sent me into the operation theater, they told my parents, you know, just pray because you don't know... If you're going to make it out. So I went through like a 10-hour surgery. Okay. And um, so my family was not sure I'm going to come out. And I put my family through a lot in those 10 hours. But fortunately, I made it out. And a week after my accident, my lungs started failing. Okay. So after that, I couldn't breathe. And then they had to put me on to a ventilator. Mm-hmm. And then I went into another emergency surgery where they finally had to put like a tube down my throat so I can breathe. Okay. Yeah. How long
1: did you have those tubes in?
2: I actually had it for like four months. Four months? Yeah. In the hospital? Yeah.
1: So you were literally confined, you know, within like it four It was walls.
2: extremely bad. Like, I... I'm so sorry, oh, yeah. my light it's okay. I got it. yeah. okay. So when I was in the hospital, I mean they took me to the nearest hospital and the conditions were very bad. Okay. I'm very grateful I was able to move back to Singapore. Yeah. But in that specific hospital, the nurses treated me so badly, like they weren't taking care of me, it became unhygienic. They I, it was a very okay. scary experience. Okay
1: speaking of which this accident wasn't in singapore yeah
2: yeah it was in india okay so one week before i was flying to singapore i met with an accident so i mean it just really speaks of how life can change you know i'm like one week i'm getting ready to go change my life come back and work in singapore yeah and then all that had to stop like I was modeling prior Mm -hmm. to my accident. I was promoting and stuff, but I really wanted to travel. Okay. I mean, that was something I was really looking forward to after moving to Singapore. Okay. But all I had to stop because now I can't travel. I can't travel alone, firstly. Okay. And I don't even have that much energy. Okay. To sit through a flight. Yeah, yeah so yes um, I just had to accept that you know things are going to change yeah and I just have to get used to a new way of living okay until I'm better okay wow so you actually you, could,
1: you do cling to that hope is that like how do you how do you tell yourself that every day that you know you are you went through such a a, a hard time right and then and then it took you two years to kind of You Know just be grateful for everything. How did you even get through that? Like, how did you even?
2: How can you even? I just, yes, (laughs) like okay. So, I went from not being able to eat, okay, not being able to breathe. So, that was the consequence
1: of the accident. So, you you weren't able to eat by yourself, or you just won't won't be able to eat at all. I was allowed
2: to eat because uh, I wasn't liquid. I was on a liquid diet for four or five months Ooh, okay. because they put a uh, pipe down my throat, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't uh, take solid food. Yeah. So they put a very disgusting pipe up my nose and I was just on liquid, just milk, yeah, just medicines. And yeah, so the fact that I went from that to getting one pipe out and then getting two out, so... It got better so one day I didn't have any more pipes. So I was like, Wow, okay, it's getting better and then I kept I kept pushing myself and then after I moved to Singapore I joined S P D. Okay. That's my rehab center. Yeah. And they literally trained me. I have a team of like physiotherapists, occupational therapists and employment support, social workers and stuff. So they really had to, like, work together with me to make me even reach a positive side. Okay. So the fact that I have been through that bad part and now I'm sitting here, I can still breathe. I can eat. Okay. So I'm grateful for that because there was a time I couldn't. Okay. So when it's like this, you just realize that, you know, I have so much to be grateful for. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm sure you probably would have thought about the idea that it could have been worse.
2: It could have been much worse. I I was confident I wasn't going to make it. When I was in the hospital, I mean, this is a very personal, dark side of it. Uh I really wanted to, I I was trying to pull out all the tubes because I wanted to kill myself in the hospital. Okay. So what they did is they tied both my hands up to the railings of the bed. So you can imagine, I just crashed one day and now I can't breathe and suddenly the doctors are torturing me by tying me up. So I really took it very personally, thinking, why is everyone torturing me, you know? Okay. But they had to tie me up because I was trying to remove the pipes that were helping me breathe. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. for this. You know, yeah, so... This must be really tough to say.
2: That was... I just, I just can't even, like except that it would have happened but they had to do that mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't hurt myself and the worst part is after that I had no privacy at all like okay. absolutely no privacy to even cry like there's so many nights you know I just want to like cry yeah but I couldn't because I always had people around me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like I would just wait for oh sorry no, it's Yeah, but it gets better now, so, um, yeah, so the fact that, um, I was alone there, just, it's very scary, so I went into a very dark place, that I was very, like, you know, desperate to kill myself in the hospital, Mm -hmm. but I didn't even know I I was paralyzed, so I just assumed, you know, I'm gonna get up and, like, go walk after that, but, uh, I couldn't yeah so there was it's like I had no choice of I couldn't make any decision anymore everybody I became literally a property of the health system you know literally so you can imagine yeah
1: okay and so right after that you moved back to Singapore once you were discharged from the
2: hospital or were you... Um, I wasn't discharged actually. okay. The doctors weren't willing to let me go home. Okay. But my parents forced a discharge, got me out of the hospital and knew that they had to get me to Singapore the minute I could fly. Okay. So they took the first flight the minute I was cleared to fly. Even though it was a very risky flight, Because my oxygen levels could drop. Mm -hmm. I made it through the four and a half hours, came here, and I must see my life changed. The minute I came back here, everybody took care of me. Like, the government is very helpful. The service provided is amazing. Yeah. So that's when, like, my mindset started changing, you know? Okay.
1: Okay. So... You're saying that the environment that you're in makes a huge difference. The
2: environment I'm in here makes a huge def- difference because like we have so many opportunities, but as much as people are still a bit judgmental okay they're very like they're very kind, yeah, so people with disabilities still you know have opportunities in Singapore, but not many people with disabilities know that, okay. I put myself out there constantly to make society aware of the difficulties we face. Yeah. Because I was someone who was able-bodied. Yeah. So I've lived a life where I know what it's like, you know? Yeah. Being someone who can do everything. Yeah. And then now I'm living a life as a disabled person. So... It really speaks of how much society does not know. Even me, I was ignorant to the fact that you know what goes on with people with disabilities. But now that this has happened, it's like it's like I see the world with a new set of eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, okay. and I must say, it's it's very different. It's very very different. Yeah. Wow. Okay.
1: Is that is that your purpose now so what do you so what why are you doing this really to spread the awareness of disability like living with a disability here in Singapore or is it like worldwide or
2: okay so it's I would still do things worldwide but specifically in Singapore I've realized that people with disabilities are very like frightened Mm -hmm. or care to even put themselves out there. Yeah. I mean there are still some very inspiring people who do, but I work with s- people with intellectual disabilities and physical disabilities and they are frightened they're not sure, you know, like if they should even be out in public mm-hmm. because of the people, you know, the way people tr- will treat them. Yeah, yeah. So why I'm doing this is because like I said it's giving me a new set of eyes where i see what it's like and how difficult it really is for people like me like the world look at us, like you know the world looks at us like okay they they just want to sympathize with us Mm. or feel bad for us and they treat us like oh yeah you know you're disabled you're less capable than an able-bodied person immediately we become less than able-bodied people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so when you sympathize with like people with disabilities, you're actually taking away our power. Mm. So, and when you like, I mean, society a lot of them just pity us and like feel bad for us. So now that we become less capable, the opportunities for disabled people just changes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the fact that when you take away our, power, I want to change this mindset. You know that. People with disabilities are less capable. It's just that what happened to us is unfortunate. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very unfortunate, but we shouldn't be less than able-bodied people. I mean, I'm someone who's just lived with a disability for two years, but there are people who have been disabled their whole lives. So what they go through is... Something that they've been facing for years Mm -hmm. now, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I understand now that how painful it must be. Yeah. That they probably are not even confident enough to put themselves out there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the reason why I want to educate, you know, society to be more understanding and more kind, rather than sympathizing with us. Yeah. So don't
1: sympathize, really understand
2: understand it no know, and the, get know and the, the person just be a little more kinder like just a little kinder okay. every day yeah rather than saying you know there's so many people who come up to me and they're like oh poor thing you're really? so young i mean it, it is happens. very like sweet that they were being nice to me yeah but you know when when you just continue pitting the person mm-hmm you just start accepting that, you know, something's completely wrong with you, you know, you're never going to be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the people who are able-bodied.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Speaking of, uh, you know, educating people and making them be aware of, or getting to know, um, you know, the disabilities, the people who are going through some sort of physical or intellectual disability, what... What exactly would you want them to be educated about, though? Like, you were saying that they were... How do I put it? Like, you want them to be a little kind, to get to know the person, see what that person can do, and then work on the potential. Is that right? Yes. Okay. No, because it's a... I feel like it's a a very interesting thing because, you know, I... Like, a lot of people judge, right? People just judge, literally. They look at you on a wheelchair... And they literally just judge you.
2: Yeah, they're like... They constantly look. The people who look at me top to bottom, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So if you can't change these people, you really just want them to get to know you. Is that right?
2: Yes. Okay. The educating part, I remember I was going to say something that time, but I forgot. People need to be more aware. Aware, okay. right now, people are not even aware of what it is like. So... The first step would even be just be a little more understanding a little more kind, then we get, like you could even think about what to do ahead from that. China people are not even thinking that the people with intellectual disabilities that I speak with they are being bullied mm-hmm. like yeah. very badly bullied, so that takes a toll on their mental health, yeah, so society just barely even understands. You know what an intellectual disability is yeah so you go ahead and make assumptions about a person and then you start bullying them the bullying culture you know makes people with intellectual disabilities accept that you know it's never going to get better for them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when that's the case with them they are not even motivated you know to go ahead and do something to change that and I spoke to someone with um, an accident and the person was extremely motivated, you know, to do so many things in life, but he does not get the opportunity to. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they make him feel terrible about it. Yeah. What he goes through, he can't walk properly. Yeah. So they make fun of the fact that he limps. Okay. Yeah.
1: When he is just as capable as someone who is able-bodied yes yeah that's the saddest thing he is
2: capable he's motivated so maybe they are going to have a little problem with you know communicating and actually working as much as they want to Mm -hmm. but if you at least allow them to do that you never know they can get better Mm -hmm. in the future Mm -hmm. wow okay speaking of which
1: speaking of mental health you went through a very dark period in your life and I've read through your Instagram post and you are advocating the fact that you know it's okay to reach out and ask for help. How how would you say this to someone? Like you know how wh- what are you advocating about mental health? If you can okay, share with me based on your health, experience.
2: At least in Singapore is people don't talk about it much. It's Society is constantly saying that, you know, uh, people who talk about mental health are just trying to gain sympathy or just doing it for the sympathy likes or getting attention. But if you're not going to speak about mental health openly, how are we going to ever move ahead Mm -hmm. with explaining to someone who's suffering that it is okay to come ahead and ask for help? Mm -hmm. Because... I know, okay, so before my accident, for two years, I was going through a very dark period. Okay. And I didn't go ahead and get help. I just kept myself in that dark place. And it really, it almost made me reach a point where I wanted to kill myself. Okay. But even after my accident, it still continued. The dark period continued. Okay. Until I reached a point where I knew my mental health Was affecting my physical health Mm -hmm. so I went ahead and I started seeing a psychiatrist and a psychologist I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder okay so I just want to remind people that now that I'm taking my medication I am getting better the medication helps moderate my moods okay and my episodes yeah so I know I wouldn't always tell people to you know go ahead and take pills, yeah, but i'm I'm getting better, maybe in the future, I'd want to stop taking pills and get perfectly okay, but mm-hmm. until then, I just want to remind people that you know, please go ahead and ask for help, yeah, yeah, and I mean it can it change my life for good, mm I mean. That's how much I appreciate my life now. Yeah. Because it saved me. I mean, it destroyed my physical body. Yeah. But it also saved me mentally. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, if I had done something to myself, it would have been worse. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right?
2: (laughs) Dark life. Dark life. (laughs) Okay. okay so yeah
1: so we we can talk about the mental health because that is one thing that i stand for mental health because i i'm with you people here do not talk about it, it it's like a taboo
2: yeah it's, it's so bad people look down upon yeah, mental health and, and like oh you're crazy you're psycho you know yeah i'm like what's wrong with I mean, it you there know there was a doctor who actually saw my medication list and and he's like so you're crazy are you serious and I was like, mm, you're kind of rude <laughs> Oh my god, are you serious? That's crazy. He was straight up told me, Oh, so you're crazy and I'm And like, this was right here. It was in, in Singapore. I mean oh. I was very surprised. I was like This doctor just said, You're crazy. Are you are you serious? Oh my yeah. god, that
1: makes me a bit angry. <laughs> I'm
2: like <laughs> Okay, yeah, so there was a doctor. I went down to see him and he was looking at my medical like list of all the medications I take and he's like, Oh, so you're crazy and I'm like Okay, you're rude. But yeah, so okay. I mean, some of the doctors are extremely rude here. Yeah, but I, no one understands that sometimes we do need this medication to keep us going, you know, like, yeah. our mind is messed up. So if we don't take these medications, it could be worse. So yeah. <clears throat> when you're calling someone crazy for taking this medication, you're just, you just stopping more people okay stop up uh, I mean, sorry yeah you, I, just got I think off. I understand like
1: you just stop people from going through recovery like you just kind of like not making people recover right like
2: you know when you call someone who's depressed and has bipolar disorder crazy I have major anxiety so when I'm on my happy days I'm okay, I'm gonna laugh it off, but on my dark days I'm gonna sit and like think and think and think that okay, people think I'm crazy, you know, like people are constantly gonna think mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm. she's a mad person. Yeah. Yeah. So now I become a bad person and people are just gonna look down upon mental health again. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's not right. I just that that's right. the reality of what someone with anxiety and like a bipolar disorder goes through yeah i i'm not ever doing anything for sympathy i mean i got a very hateful message that said i'm you know i'm doing this for sympathy and even my accident couldn't change me like so people when someone said that you know even your accident didn't change you and look at you back to instagram and you know posting pictures of yourself on a wheelchair i'm like now I'm like okay I'm in a wheelchair I am still putting myself out there like someone like me who was a model before my accident knows what it feels like so I had like a whole identity crisis with myself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so even putting myself back there was a very hard thing to do so like when I received this hateful message it just it just mean me, you know, realize that people are going to be mean.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just have to like... And you can, can't change them, right? I can't
2: change them. Yeah. I can't change them, but I'm not crazy. It's I'm just going through something. Yeah. And it is going to get better, but yeah. you should never call a person crazy. Yeah.
1: That's true. I think it's that's 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 the conversation that we need to have. Yeah. Because people don't know, they don't understand, they don't they the don't have the right things to say.
2: Shouldn't be looked down upon like it, yes, for sure. that's not how we're going to move ahead yeah. in society. Like the more people are gonna call each other crazy, the more people are gonna hide themselves and suffer in in their own suffer in their own rooms and there's so much silence so they are going to want to hurt themselves more i mean i have like personal experience of going through bad and bad situations and the accident didn't get any better for me yeah and you
1: were in a dark place and you even thought about suicide didn't you
2: i i thought about suicide so much that i wanted to do it so many times so many times i'm I can't even imagine. Before my accident, I was going through a very dark phase. Mm -hmm, Okay. Very dark phase. Do you want to share it with us? It's something that I've never spoken about before because everyone just looks at my wheelchair and they're like, okay, she met with an accident. That's why she's sad. Yeah. That's why she's depressed. But what I went through is something is before my accident Mm -hmm. as well. I was in an extremely abusive relationship. Physically and mentally. Okay. That made me never reach out. I never reached out and asked for help. I never approached them. I know there's so many people who would have helped me. Mm -hmm. But I was so scared to reach out. So suddenly when my accident happened, it's like things just got worse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And i was just stopping myself from reaching out i i suffered myself so now that's why now that i'm better mentally Mm -hmm. i'm constantly so loud about speaking about mental health because i wouldn't want anyone to go through what i did yeah i you should never suffer yourself so now that the fact that one day I just reached out. So you actually did ask a doctor, for help. Yeah. I knew yeah. I needed help. Okay. I, when I was suffering mentally, it affected my physical health. So that's the day I knew that if I'm not going to go ahead and change things for myself, no one else can. Yeah. Like if I'm not going to save myself, nobody's going to save me. Okay. So I understand how scared people might be to reach out. Like I've been there, but that's why I just want to highlight how important it is to you know look out for the people that you care about just be kind to everybody because when you look at me I look like someone who's like super happy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I'm just always smiling I'm just very cheerful but in my dark days no one's going to understand that oh this girl's going you know going through something like everyone would just probably look at me before my accident like, oh, yeah, she's the party girl, but no one knows what goes on with me. Mm. Like, even though I'm putting myself out there. So I want people who are young to just know that, you know, we need to stop putting out like a good picture of ourselves out there. And it's so important to know that it's okay. Some days it's okay not to be okay like mm-hmm. cry it out just speak to someone about it but i want to encourage people to just speak and cry and do whatever it is but we don't need to you know put a good and
1: like a facade like you know just pretending everything's okay yeah out because
2: there. it just gets worse for you like I I thought I was doing something good, but, you know, suffering in silence, but it could kill you. And when we go through something like this, it's not just ourselves Mm -hmm. we are torturing, but our family, too. Mm -hmm. Like, when we suffer, we're affecting everybody who cares about us. We always assume that, you know, we are alone, but there are people... Who can make things better for you. Yeah.
1: That's a really, really important point. And I think That's people why should know it's that.
2: Mental health, really, I keep pushing people to talk about it, remind each other mm-hmm. that it's okay. Yeah. Like, I want to be someone I didn't have. Yeah. You know?
1: When you, when you were going through that dark time, huh? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, because, yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. You're doing a really great job doing that.
2: I just want to encourage people to be open. Yeah. And like, because now that I'm here and I have a support group every month. Yeah. I co facilitate a support group of around 30 people. Wow, okay. It's for intellectually disabled and physically disabled people. So every month we speak about how to cope with like, different issues that is going on in their life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so by doing this I'm able to see, you know, the different kinds of things people are going through mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in society and society is, st- we're trying to move forward but we move one step forward but taking so many steps back, back all, yeah, the time. all the time. Hmm. Yeah. And Knowing that what life is like being able-bodied and now being disabled, it's like, wow.
1: Healing so much.
2: Yeah. For me, I'm grateful. Everyone asks me why I'm so happy. It's because I'm grateful, you know. I appreciate my life. My life is amazing. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who are going through much more worse well, situations yeah. than me yeah I remind myself that every day yeah that's why I'm not sad that my accident happened mm-hmm. I'm happy that I'm better now
1: yeah yes you had to go through a lot of steps and that is okay because that is the process isn't <laughs> it you yeah. had to go through days where why me why me and then you now know it's like
2: this we always have to trust the process yeah no, it's so important. Like, yeah. if I didn't go through all of these terrible things in life, I wouldn't be so positive today. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. Like, sure, you're right. You know, it's like, it's
1: it's. And when you were young, you don't really think about all this. You don't think about the struggles. You don't really have much things to. My
2: my my point is, I was just another twenty year old. You know, carefree, just no worries, knowing that, you know, it's going to get better eventually, Mm -hmm. everything's perfect. But people my age or teenagers need to realize that, you know, you need to be grateful for being healthy. You need to be grateful for so many things because these days we're ungrateful. You, We have a bad fight with somebody and... We're like, oh, life's over. Mm. I was like that. Yeah. But now that I've gone through all of this, I realize that, you know, it, people really need to realize that, you know. I
1: think if I can add, you know, I think everybody shouldn't wait for something terrible. Yes.
2: Okay. That's what I meant to say. Like, mine had to be stopped by something so terrible happening. Mm. But we shouldn't wait for something bad to happen to realize the importance of life, you know? Yeah. Importance of being healthy, importance of, you know, just having a body that you can use to walk. Yeah. Or now after my accident, I struggle to breathe even until now. Mm-hmm. I struggle to eat sometimes. I can't walk. I'm in chronic pain all the time, like, no one knows. Okay, so people just look at my wheelchair. But after a spinal cord injury, our whole internal system is affected. Mm-hmm. I can't breathe the same way. I can't eat what I want. Some days I can't even wear what I want mm-hmm. because my skin has become sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I'm in chronic pain all day. So it's like my leg literally feels like it's burning up. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm on fire and like I have pins and needles yeah. poking me. But that's the thing about spinal cord injuries. Everyone just looks at the wheelchair, they're like, Oh wow, she's in a wheelchair, it's not painful, but I'm in constant pain all the time. Yeah. But now I'm just like used to it. So so it but I need to make people aware of spinal cord injuries as well. Yeah. Disabilities as a whole, but spinal cord injuries are quite common yeah and it can happen to anybody okay if you're not safe
1: okay
2: i my level of injury was one of the higher up higher
1: levels yeah yeah,
2: higher levels so mine was worse but people should know that you know they need to be safe Mm -hmm. and when it comes to disabilities i'm trying to make people more aware of what it is like you know people are in society now, everyone's you know talking about uh, privilege mm. or like race yeah. or or like you know people who are gay and yeah, stuff,
1: yeah.
2: But people with disabilities are not even spoken about, yeah. not even on any social platform. Yeah. So we are just people who are less than people who yeah. are able-bodied yeah. and we are less than everything else. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, where? how often do you see advertisement with people with disabilities? Rarely nowhere? Pretty rare. I mean, <clears throat> it's like, okay, I still like fashion, fitness, mm-hmm. but society is not moving ahead with putting us out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, We don't need to dress up, we don't need to look good. But I mean, if you're constantly going to make people who are disabled feel this way and not put us out there as well, I mean, no one's going to feel okay to come out. Mm -hmm, You know, I know people with disabilities who are not confident, who don't want to go out because they already feel terrible about what people are going to think of them. Yeah, you know. How often do you see someone in a wheelchair just going confidently yeah. everywhere? That's why I'm just so loud about my disability because I'm at least confident. Yeah. Because for me, it doesn't change the fact what people think of me. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. But I know people who do get affected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the fact that I'm putting myself out there, I just want to speak up yeah. for the people who are not confident enough to... But I know what they feel, so even if I'm able to make a change in one person, I want to do continue doing that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: I want to constantly do that because if I put myself out there and more people you know start feeling like it is okay, you know society might just move forward yeah, that's true a few people makes a huge yeah, difference that's true yeah. and people with disabilities really need to be seen more. Yeah, for sure. Because everyone's part of movements about moving forward with people who are gay. I mean, that's amazing. Or people with different colours and races. Yeah, But why are we not moving ahead with people with disabilities? Because we do exist. I mean, there's so many of us in Singapore. I mean, so many who Mm. are struggling. But with, like I mentioned so many times today, yeah. we are less than, yeah. yeah, this is my perspective. I'm confidently speaking about this because I want society to be kinder. Yeah. Change has to happen. Change has to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's not enough conversation. It's not enough awareness. It's not
2: not enough conversation yeah. at, all. at all. So yeah. when this does not happen, we'll never move yeah. forward. That's true. Yeah, all I want to say is related disabilities and mental health. I want people to be a little more kind, mm-hmm. because any able-bodied person who's watching this should know that I was able-bodied too once, Mm -hmm. so I'm speaking with actual personal experience, Mm -hmm. what it's like living with a disability, and hear me out to understand what disabled people really go through. Mm -hmm. And the importance of me coming out and speaking about my bipolar disorder, it's to share that what we really go through and how much we suffer, but encourage more people to do this because if you're not going to help each other out and be kinder, you're just going to see more people suffering mm-hmm. and never coming out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is
2: true. Yeah. No mm-hmm. one's ever going to come out. So w- if I- an able-bodied person is seeing this, they should just know that I am genuinely speaking from experience. Yeah. So just listen to what I'm trying to say and be kinder to whoever it is you're yeah. meeting, yeah. whoever, and never to sympathize. Yeah. Never. Yeah. I mean, be kind, but encourage them, empower people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Don't look down upon them and yeah. say, you know, poor thing yeah. because when you're gonna do that people accept that something's wrong with them you mm-hmm. know
1: yeah that's true
2: and when it comes to mental health we we don't need to be constantly said that you know you're crazy please don't do this for sympathy or like girls stop you know yeah asking for attention yeah how many
1: mean people like that this like huh if,
2: <laughs> if more people come out and speak about mental health, people are going to get comfortable with speaking about it, you know, yeah. and encouraging each other to be, you know, kinder. Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah, that think. is true. It's true. It,
1: one person will turn into two and then three and then, you know,
2: hundreds. And we'd be open to
1: being yeah, there exactly, for each other. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and you know, I'm a big believer that kindness is contagious also. So, yeah. more genuine and kind we are,
2: yeah. So you know, instead of telling, "Don't do this for tension." Yeah. Just be, you know, happy with the fact yeah, that there's more no people coming out. That's true. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Girl, you're doing the
1: right thing. You are.
2: I hope I am. You I mean, are. I'm just starting out into trying to do the right thing yeah. for everybody that's not able to do. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, like. I really want to continue speaking for those who can't. Mm -hmm. And I want to share their stories to make people more aware of disabilities. Hopefully, I will start uploading my videos soon as well and sharing stories of people with disabilities. Yeah. Yeah. So then that way, using my platform. I want to use my platform and my voice and my story. Yeah. To encourage people true. to educate themselves more about mental health For and sure. our disabilities and to never suffer in silence. Yeah.
1: yeah. And that's a really good point right there that you've put across because mm-hmm. everyone has a voice and we have the potential to actually use it to, yeah. to, to use it really. The thing
2: is I have a platform where so many people are looking at my stuff. Yeah. And everybody in this generation now has a platform yeah that is true so together we can make a difference for sure yeah yeah Cool. it is true and
1: and and, uh, I think touching on that also it doesn't really matter how many followers you have because it's a it does it really just starts from you you know it starts from within and it's a and it's great everyone has that voice and we all should use it
2: we have to use it yeah
1: Okay, Zoe, um, I think we've covered quite a bit. And I'm, I'm, I mean, are you happy? Yeah, I'm
2: feeling positive. I mean, there was a point in between this conversation where I went back to my dark side of what happened and I was like ugly and I felt like I wanted to cry.
0: Yeah.
2: But I'm happy again because I love doing what I do. And I want to continue encouraging people.
1: You have a powerful voice and you are using it the right way. That is the
2: I want to I want to continue doing so. Yeah.
1: Okay. So let's 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 um so this few questions is gonna be uh some standard questions that we we use with our guests. So it's gonna be quite fun. Um oh but before that, what's your plan like for the next two to three years? Is it like you already mentioned that you really wanna start use your platform and, and get more stories heard about mental health and disabilities. That is that really what you are going to be focusing yes, on? Yes,
2: I want to focus on sharing as many stories as I can. Yeah, and I mentioned my support group earlier. Yeah, that I co-facilitate every month. Mm-hmm. So I want to start off by sharing their stories because it covers people with physical disabilities, which include accidents or people who are born with one. Mm-hmm and intellectual disabilities. I also just spoke um, to a support group at SPD mm-hmm. um, who had stroke patients. And so basically, I really want to share stories of people from all different kinds of, like, you know.
1: Disabilities. Yes. And mental health.
2: And mental health is it's a huge topic, you yeah, know. It's very broad, yeah. So, I really want to continue sharing as much as I can mm. and being honest about how ugly it can be, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. if I'm not going to be honest and truthful about what this is like, I don't want to sugarcoat anything, you know. Yeah, I don't want to sugarcoat my disability or my mental health. The fact that I'm sharing, putting, I mean sharing such personal experiences, it's very hard, you know. Trust mm-hmm. me, I didn't reach out for two years. Yeah, So course. now, if anyone tells me I'm doing it for attention, if I did want that attention, I would have done it, I huh? done it mm-hmm. two years ago. Right. It still, n- even now, I just, when I think of it, you know, I get that heartache where it really hurts. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I don't want to do it to hurt. But yeah, so I want to do that. And I want to continue advocating and raising awareness. Yeah. We've got your back, girl. We've thank got you. your back.
1: <laughs> okay, Zoe. Uh, let's do the fun bit now, okay? Um, okay, you've, you've spoken quite a bit. You've shared really good points. And, 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 and it's really helpful. Thank you. Really thank you. But out of all that, okay, what's something that most people don't know about you that you are really proud of if there's only one thing maybe Mm. something that we haven't even touched on can you do
2: something sing maybe sing can you sing okay (laughs) (laughs) um special talent i always thought i could sing when i was a teenager (laughs) you know that's we we all have been singers when we were teenagers. Yeah,
1: yeah for sure, for sure.
2: Before my accident or after? i no! It is uh,
1: now. You know what is something that most people don't know that you're proud of?
2: I'm extremely proud of how happy I am. Yeah. I mean, when you see that I'm disabled and I'm on a wheelchair, there's so many times that people look at me in the MRT and. They make sad faces and look at me from, like, head to toe. But in my head, I'm just, I'm so, so happy. happy. I mean, I'm so grateful that I'm so happy now. Yeah. So I think not many people know that. Yeah. And it's a very weird thing yeah. to yeah. say that I'm proud of. It's not weird at all. But I am because you should be. I've been through hell and back. And now I just, I can't believe I'm so happy of the fact that I can just sit in comfort.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. It's not weird at all. You should be proud of that. You should, should be. appreciate yeah, life. For sure. For sure. Okay. You've been through hell and back, like you said. Alright. Imagine, you know, something really bad. Like, could have been worse. And you've mentioned that today as yes. well. Yes. If it was, like, really your last day on earth and, you know, you really just had to go, what would be the three lessons you would... In you would really share with the world.
2: Mm, love your bodies. Okay. Um, respect and love your bodies. Okay. Always stay safe. Yeah. Oh I That's
1: mean. that's actually really. I suddenly had a thought. You know, you know how you're saying that. Okay, when we're in our twenties, you know, we sometimes beat ourselves up so much. We don't like our bodies
2: yeah because constantly when you see how everything is portrayed on social media everyone's just like you know you're not happy with the body you have i mean before my accident i was like oh my god i'm so fat oh my god i'm so thin but sometimes you really need to just love your bodies because you never know that what can happen Mm -hmm. like me Mm -hmm. and everything can change you know so if you just are kind to your body and love your bodies yeah,
1: that's,
2: I don't know that's a very good
1: lesson that's a very good truth love
2: huh? your body the way it is I would do anything to get the body I used to have even if it's I too mean, thin or appreciate <laughs> yeah. what you have because somebody else doesn't have mm-hmm. what you do you yeah. know yeah. yeah for sure stay safe that's stay the second safe one. it's important yes, huh? important very very important Don't do
1: anything crazy. Don't do drugs. Don't do anything
2: too crazy. And just be safe. Just, I mean, always be safe. Yeah. I mean, I'm being, I sound very like a very serious person, like a mom. (laughs) But trust me, I mean, please stay safe. And the other thing is, um, my third one would probably be live in the moment. Yeah enjoy it appreciate it and live in the moment like there's so many people who plan their life 10 years down the lane and said i mean yes go ahead and do that but also appreciate today live in the present you know yeah appreciate what you have today yeah don't wait for tomorrow to you know do something better or get healthier tomorrow or get fit tomorrow like right now after my accident now i live for the moment i love every moment of every day you know i don't plan what's going to happen tomorrow so when they actually say live every day like it's your last yeah i would say that too because today i met with an accident i didn't know it was going to be like my last my sisters asked me last week If I died and came back, I mean, they're five years old. Yeah. So they said, okay, Okay, so you died and came back. (laughs) I said, yeah, Yeah. maybe, you know. It was a rebirth. I was, I was, (laughs) I've come back much positive now, so. Wow, okay. Is that where we put it, huh? Yeah, so you should live in the moment, because you never know when is your last, you know.
1: Yeah, when you went, when you met with that accident, it was unplanned, right? (laughs) Yeah, it was unplanned.
2: It wasn't planned, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Cool.
1: Okay, very good lessons. Oh, so much to learn, so much to learn. All right. What is your definition of legacy?
2: Good question. Um, on, on a serious note, I want to be remembered for being able to change people's lives. Yes. So I want to use my story as an example and what happened to me as an example to help as many people that I come across,
1: yeah.
2: either mentally or when it comes to the whole disability situation. Yeah. Because I genuinely want to put as much effort as I can into changing somebody's life. I want to be there for somebody who doesn't have somebody else. Yeah to be yeah. there
1: yeah. for them yeah.
2: so I want to make people feel better every day mm-hmm. like however that is just being a listening ear or in any way that I'm capable of being there for somebody yeah yeah amazing yeah. you probably, will you yeah. will be I definitely
1: so. okay we're coming to it's the end it's so sad Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay you have five seconds to answer these questions all right uh there will be four questions Mm. okay (laughs) You, you probably didn't think of any of this okay but five questions five no sorry four questions five seconds okay okay all right first one what's the craziest thing you've ever done zoe
2: Crashed and uh, (laughs) broke my head.
1: (laughs) You can laugh about it now, right?
2: (laughs) I've come a long way. You
1: have come a long way. That's amazing. Okay. If you were stuck on an island and there's only one thing that you could have with you, what would that be?
2: My cell phone. Okay.
1: No charger, though. No liquid.
2: Oh, no. (laughs) My wheelchair. I love my wheelchair.
1: Do you name your
2: wheelchair? Oh, I haven't named it, yeah, but I love should. my wheelchair. Everyone looks at my wheelchair like it's a terrible thing. It's scheme, pretty cool. But I love my wheelchair because it's my freedom, you know? Yeah, yeah. Without my wheelchair, I'm helpless. Yeah, well, there you go. You should name
1: I, him or yeah. her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should. Yeah. Okay,
1: what's your animal spirit?
2: Oh, I'd be a lion. Ooh. I think I'm very okay. powerful. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Have you watched Lion King?
2: Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I love Lion King. Yeah. Everybody loves Lion Everybody King. Everybody does, yeah.
1: Okay, last one. If you had a superpower, what would it be?
2: To fly because I can't walk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you can go travelling, right? Yes, yeah, I can
2: travel. Oh, yes.
1: Awesome.
2: I love being here today.
1: Me too. I'm so glad I met you. It's, it's crazy. It this is so crazy. Fun, yeah. This is, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Okay, we're going to be in touch. We're going to stay in touch. You really inspire me. So, yeah. And and I I'm really, really hope, you life. know, one day you're going to be, you know, the platform and stuff like that. And we would love to support
2: you. Thank you
1: so much. It's really great. Like, lots of potential. There. Okay. So, speaking of which, how can we support you? You're on Instagram, right? You, What's your Instagram username? X six. Okay, great. You guys.
2: Yeah.
1: It's going to be a good thing. <laughs> oh, I
2: mean, my there videos are
1: not like <laughs> Perfect. So. You're perfect. Okay, really. All right. And um, thank you. So really, thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Um, I'm, so, I'm so appreciative of you.